T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Hey, it is a final from American Family Field, and the results are good. The final, the game, the series, and a Brewers sweep. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's Evan Heffelfinger, indeed his real name, or I wouldn't use it. My name is Tim Allen. Five zip the final today, and they sweep the Rockies out of American Family Field and now hit their high water mark. They haven't been better than this all season long. They've won seven of their last eight games and uh, are now 12 games over 500. They haven't been 12 games over at all this season, and that has to make you feel good. Now, Eric Lauer, he had to be feeling good as well as he goes uh, six shutout innings today on just a couple of hits, striking out uh, six uh, Colorado Rockies batters, and the Brewers' offense it took a while again. It it did, and... Uh, uh, the fans uh, at, at American Family Field finally got into it, a little mid-game, a little late game. It was Keston Hira. We, we need to talk about Keston Hira a little bit today because uh, he is pivotal. He's pivotal for this offense to, to get where they want to go here, him and Kristen Yelich, as well as JBJ and Lorenzo Kane. Now, I've, I've named four guys. Now, it's not all about them. It's, it's not the whole shooting match here. But if you think about uh, Lorenzo coming back healthy and, and performing, not, some may say that's a big request. But if you think about him coming back and performing, it puts JBJ back in a spot where it's going to give him a comfort zone. He will perform better. And then you have the two guys, Yelich and Keston Hira. What does it mean if they get their stuff together? if you will. And Christian Yelich, you can't argue with the on-base. He's starting to drive the ball, starting to barrel up uh, um, you know, quite a, quite a few baseballs here. And what does it mean for those two guys to get going? Because you want to reach the pl- uh, promised land here. Those are the two that, that will, will take you there. And Keston Hira, a lot like we discussed all season long, you can't give up on him yet. You just gotta, you just gotta do what you, do what you can to get him through this thing, and not uh, outcast him. 
Now, I, I thought once the uh, Vogelback injury happened, I thought, you know, this might be a way that snaps Keston out of this. Now, of course, we're going to give him some hard work, uh, credit uh, for going down there to Nashville and doing his thing. But again, if you're, if you're talking about the game being uh, somewhat mental, somewhat, uh, you know, the psych game a little bit, well, then you have to give credit to maybe a little bit of the team needing him. And maybe that's what he needed was the team to need him. He's looking like a different player offensively. Big day today, two for four, a double, a home run, three RBIs in, in, in key spots here for Keston here. Should they move him up in the order? I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't want to push the luck here with Keston Hira. Just just let him get some reps. Take, take it day by day. The other thing this five-zip victory did for the Milwaukee Brewers, and, and here I'm this is the part where I'm just tickled. They're two games up, well, now two and a half, half game pending in, in the Dodgers Cubs game tonight. By the way, here's what I want with the Cub and Dodger game. I want sort of this uh one of those uh L.A. California pop-up showers to happen, and it's ah, it's only going to be around for about an hour and a half, hour and forty minutes. So we're going to delay this thing. That's what, that's what I'm looking for in in L.A. today. Extend that game. Uh, probably wishful thinking that there would be a rain delay. Okay, let's say there's not. There's not. What I'm hoping for is just a fairly close game to where the. Um, uh, the, the, the Dodgers knock out the starter for the Cubs tonight. They got to tap that bullpen early. And the game is one of those, one of those four hour and 19 minute games. Is that too much to ask for? Because if that occurs, that means the Cubs are go- going to be getting on a flight to Milwaukee at no, oh, I don't know, 1 AM LA time. That's about a four-hour flight to Milwaukee, plus two hours on, on the clock with the time change, six hours in theory. That's what I'm hoping for. But what this win did for the Brewers here, now being two up at worst, heading into this three-game set to wrap up the month of June, it guarantees you with one win tomorrow, Tuesday, or Wednesday, one victory in this, you can lose the series, and it assures you on July 1st, as the calendar turns, to be in first place. I dig that. This is about time. Keep stepping. Keep stepping forward. Keep getting, getting through this thing. I love this victory today, guys. I don't care if it's the Colorado Rockies. And again, I got a text today. Those of you that uh, have been have been tuned in the last couple of years, you know my Sunday morning routine. Get all my work done, get a workout in, and I sit and watch Brady Bunch on MeTV until noon. <laughs> That's exactly what I do on Sunday. So I'm sitting there, and I, again, I get a text from a family member, happens to be a Cub fan, saying, hey, you, you're probably going to get a sweep today over a bad team again. Okay, thanks a lot. Well, whatever, whatever this, this, this may be right here, put up or shut up. The Cubs are headed in to uh, American family field tomorrow for a three game set. I've been looking forward to this. And again, with one victory in that three game set, uh, the Brewers are assured of at least a, a spot in first place as uh, July 1st hits on Thursday, 414-799-1250. How, 
How much pressure or how much does Keston Hira play a role here moving forward? Do you feel good about Keston breaking out of this thing? 180-some-odd games in the big leagues. Let's keep that in mind, 180, just over 180 games in the big leagues. We had a, we had a caller uh, about a week ago or so say, get rid of him, end quote, get rid of Keston Hira is what they said. He, I think, is extremely important for this offense because you, it, it, we're about the halfway mark, guys. You kind of know what you get out of Wong, correct? You kind of know what you get out of Yelich or what is to be for Yelich. You kind of know what Omar is all about this year. You know what Avi is about this year. You know what Willie Adamas is about this year. That's five guys. Luis Urias, you kind of know. Probably not going to hit for the biggest of average, but a clutch dude, uh, uh, third base position that he's played fairly well. Keston is the key here. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250 as uh, Eric Lauer. Now, it's it, it significant here start for Eric Lauer and the Brewers that they're in a six-man rotation, and this is the tail end of that six-man uh, in theory because Brett Anderson went down. So starting tomorrow, they either have to bring somebody else up for the six-man start or they go back to a five-man rotation. I'm going to suggest that these guys go back to a five-man rotation Put the accelerator down now, uh, just like the Bucks did in game two. They were up a little bit in that second quarter and just floored it. That's what the Brewers need to do right now. They, they've got Freddie Peralta scheduled. They've got uh, Woody scheduled on Tuesday and then to be determined on Wednesday. And that's where that, man, I don't know why that wouldn't be Burns, but okay. But that's, that's where the five-man comes into play here. Who else is it going to be? You feel good about Josh Lindblom on Wednesday against the Cubs? Uh, that doesn't uh, that that doesn't do it for me. Although I I'm not going to rule out that he starts a game uh, prior to the All Star break to give someone a breather. But a huge win for the Brewers. They've won seven of their last eight, and uh, this weekend now for Milwaukee teams is now two, three, four, and zero. Oh. And, and they can make it a clean sweep over the weekend with the Bucks and Brewers with a Bucks victory tonight. By the way, Sparky in tonight, uh, pick and save basketball postgame show after the game tonight. Game three, Hawks and Bucks, Eastern Conference Finals. Let's get to our uh, highlight package here and our game recap. Again, if you want to get in here, how important is Keston Hira to get going here? We all know the importance of Christian Yelich. They're all important, let's face it. But to tack on a game-changer kind of offensive guy in Keston Hira, that's huge. It's huge. You could see this offense really turn things around. Those two guys get going. First inning, a couple of ground balls and a strikeout for Eric Lauer as uh, Brewers had no answer in their half of the first. A couple of strikeouts and Eric Lauer... um, slow 37 pitches in that second inning. Oh, my goodness. A couple of walks and a, a base hit. And I, the pitch count was uh, approaching 50 through two innings for Eric Lauer. I was, like, losing my mind there. Can you just get a little more aggressive, playing around on the corners? Uh, I don't think the home plate umpire had uh, had a good day today either, so that probably didn't help things out. 
But, man, 50 pitches through the two innings, 37 in that second inning. You know, the key to me in this game, guys, was to get through an extended version of Eric Lauer so you could save that pen and a fresh pen heading into the uh, throwdown series tomorrow against the Chicago Cubs. Brewers uh, leadoff walk by Adamas erased on a double play in that second inning. Lauer comes right back a little quicker tempo. One, two, three in the third. 58 pitches through the three innings. Scoreless for Eric Lauer. Okay. Brewers take the lead. Bottom of the third inning. Leading off the aforementioned Keston Hira. And the fact that... Guys can tinker with things. Look at Freddy Peralta and his slider and the evolution of that over the last two years. That would take a lot of time to try and develop and get the confidence from your coaching staff to go out there and say, hey, I'm going to do this. Here's Keston here with a blast to left. It's gone. One nothing Milwaukee on a rocket hit by Keston Hero. Wow, that was a laser hit from Keston Hero. Good for you, kid. Good for you. Stays uh, one zip into the fifth inning as neither team scored in that fourth inning. Adamas, a two-out walk in the bottom half. Lauer has set down the last seven he has faced into that uh, fifth inning. Makes it eight, then nine consecutive batters uh, set down. A two-out base hit breaks that string. No runs, five scoreless as the Brewers uh, lead off the bottom of the fifth inning with a Jace Peterson double. To no avail. They can't move him around. Stays one zip into that sixth inning. Lauer, impressive. One, two, three, sixth. And I that that his day is done right there. Uh he goes six innings, scoreless, just two hits given up, a couple of walks, and struck out six. A, a much needed performance like this, not only for the Brewers, but Eric Lauer as well. Brewers looking for some insurance in that six. They could use it. They get it. It was a leadoff base hit by Luis Urias. And Omar just just fighting up there. You know, it's well documented the number of pitches that he's been taking in his ABs. He did the same thing in that sixth inning, and it paid off. 3-2. Swing and a fly ball right center. Back. Warning track. What an AB. On the ninth pitch of the sequence, he goes yard. Yes, and a big, big couple of insurance runs right there. Again, the key was to get enough cushion here where you didn't have to go to Box. You didn't have to go to Williams. You didn't have to go to Hader. You've got those guys fresh. In theory, that that was the uh, mindset there. Once you got up, three zip. Yelich then works a walk. Two outs later, Jace Peterson does what he does, and that's work the count and work a walk. And once again, it's set the stage for Keston Hira. This one to right center. Keston Hira kept his hands inside and rips one off the wall. Two runs are going to score. Keston Hira with a two-run double. A beautiful piece of hitting from the Brewers' first baseman. It is big time for Keston Hira and, and a little more thought on, on Keston coming up in just a little bit. Trevor uh, Richards need to lock him in there. Don't make this thing close. Lock it down right there. Trevor Richards does that in the seventh. Hunter Strickland does that in the eighth. And Ryan Weber is Brewers' debut in the ninth inning. And there's a five-zip Brewers victory. They sweep 
the Colorado Rockies and uh, now go to 12 games over 500, remain in first place. They're high watermarked at 12 over at 45 and 33. They've won seven of their last eight games. And again, I don't care who the opponents are. That's a, it's a big schedule. Everyone gets to play their fair share of the, uh, of, of the bottom feeders, if you will. So I'm not, I'm not too concerned about that. You can beat who's on your schedule. But what this thing assured you, if, even if you lose the series to the Chicago Cubs, you've won th- the first three series over the Cubs. So I'm not, I'm not going in with an inferior attitude. I think they, uh, I, I would love to sweep them. But even if you lose the series, win one of those games, you're going to be in first place on July 1st. That's key. Guys, it is key. It's uh, pretty important here. 414-799-1250. One of the reasons I liked Keston Hira uh, from the time uh, they drafted him, certainly we look at the numbers. Evan, I'll welcome you in here. Certainly you look at the numbers here uh, throughout uh, his, his college um, career. And then he gets drafted. You look at the minor league career. But you look at the approach and you look in the box. You look in the batter's box. And one of the first things I noticed about Keston Hira is that it's barrel to ball. You can hear the ball off the barrel with Keston Hira. Now, is he going to struggle? He's a young kid. Guys, he's young. It's 185 games or so in his big league career. But you saw it today, a resurgent. That's what he's going to be. Think about this. Now, I know they need him this year, and don't get me wrong, they do. But think about this kid in two and a half more years or in three years, what he's going to be. You have to, I mean, you have to look at that. You hear the term bat-to-ball skill. Well, that's a little different for me with Keston Hira. It's barrel-to-ball skills. Evan, this is a huge day for Keston Hira. And, and since coming back, the Brewers do need him to, to, to kind of break through here. And since he was called up in uh, Arizona, he's come through. He looks so good. I, I think people forget that he's 24. He's still a kid. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. he's still a prospect in theory. There's a lot of swing and miss in his swing, and it's going to happen for a young guy like him. But that doesn't mean it's going to be there forever. If you look at his swing, it is so pretty. It's compact. It's short. But there's so much power and yep. bat speed in that swing. There's no reason that he shouldn't be a productive member for 10, 15 years, he has that kind of possibility with him. And I think it's just a matter of patience. Let him work out his struggles. Every single young player, besides maybe Mike Trout, is going to have their struggles at the major league level. He had his bad season, and now he looks good. I think that we see a new and improved Keston, and if he continues to play well at first base defensively, I mean, that was a great play with two outs in the ninth. He should be a productive member of this roster for a long time to come. Much improved defensively. I, I got to say this, that uh, that was a concern for me and a lot of folks about his defensive skills. But he's been pretty impressive at first base. Is he going to make a, a few mistakes here, here or there? Footwork is going to get a little confusing for you at times. It's a tough it's a tough call on the dribbler to the right side. Are you going to take it? Do you get back to first? Do, you know. Is a pitcher going to go cover? It's all of those things. I'll tell you what. Those of you that that um, that have a good long-term outlook on Keston Hira, we're definitely there with you. There's no question. Long-term outlook looks good. 
I think for now, though, man, cross your fingers for him this year to get it going. Just sit and now again. This is a, the theater of the mind here. Take 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 a look at the offense the way it exists now. We're halfway through the season. Wednesday's going to be a bookend uh, of that series. Bookend the uh, front half of the season. Eighty-one games in after Wednesday's game three against Chicago. That's a halfway mark of this season. Take a look at the lineup in your mind and put a hot-hitting Keston Hira in there. Oh, baby. Now that's going to make you smile. Because, again, you these guys are, are coming through. Adamas and, you know, Avi and Omar and Wong and Yelich. Guys, it looks good. Tack on to it. Keston, I am so rooting for you, man. I am so rooting for you. I, I think the uh, uh, collective run output goes up the better Keston here it does. 799-1250 if you want to jump in here. We're going to hear from Craig Council. Hopefully we'll get a couple of uh, comments from uh, Keston as well. Zappella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. A little postgame action here talking Brewers. You want to throw in a Bucks pregame comment or two as they head into game three? You can do that also. Five zip, Brewers sweep the Rockies. We'll be back. 1250 AM, The Fan and Odyssey Station. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On The Fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250 AM, The Fan. Yeah, welcome back. Five zip the final. Brewers get the victory and they sweep the Colorado Rockies and they hit their high watermark 45 and 33, 12 over in first place. Three games set against the Cubs. Keston Hira, a double, a home run, and a two for four game and three knocked in. And, and uh, you know, again, how important is he to this team this year? I think he's vital. Guys, I never would have sent him down. And I know a lot of you, even Keston fans, would disagree with that. That, uh, you know, he needs to be uh, uh, humbled or he needs to go, you know, hone the craft. He was pretty bad. It was, you know, 125, 130. It was bad. I would have never sent him down. That's me. And the only reason I say that is because we had a lot of other guys that were doing just as bad. <laughs> so you chose him. But. The 24-year-old is vital this year. How important is he to this offense? 414-799-1250. A couple of numbers before we get to your reaction here. And if you want to comment on the Bucks, a little bit of a Bucks pregame here too. Uh, a couple of numbers on this. Uh, Evan, you had uh, taken a look at, at, you know, we hear that term approach, and then we heard, hear the uh, – somewhat evil term of uh, saber metrics and everything. But I, I think, I think uh, the, the metrics can help us understand a little bit. And these metrics on Keston here are some most look very, very good. I think it just highlights how good of a hitter he can be. And also while he's struggling, that he is j- so close to being at that elite level that he was his uh, rookie year. His line drive rate right now for his career in a hundred and today was his 184th game of his career. He's hitting 27% of his balls in play are line drives. MLB okay, average is league average 25%. So above, well above his hard hit percentage for his entire career is 46 and a half percent. 
Major league average is 39%. So he's hitting the ball harder, which a hard pit percentage is anytime you hit the ball with an exit velocity of 95 or more. Yep. He's 7% above league average, which is a pretty big standard deviation when you're talking about it. He hits the ball up the middle to center 58% of the time for his career. That's huge. MLB average is 53%, so 5% above league average. That shows you how good he is, and he doesn't pull the ball. He hits it to left 22% of the time and to the opposite field 20% of the time. That is a balanced hitter right there. That shows you all he needs to do is get that strikeout rate in order, maybe get a little bit higher of a walk rate, and he's going to be good. He's going to rip balls into the gap. He's going to hit home runs. His ground ball rate is well below league average, which is, I think that's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, I I would think, and that's the standard now these days in in Major League Baseball, get the ball in the air, get the line drives going. But, you know, that, that, uh, that spray chart, if you will, the hard hit balls, all of this bodes well for him. Keep in mind, as Evan said, 184 games. You would assume the strikeouts are going to come down with experience, just experience alone in in facing big league pitching. Look at how only. Prince Fielders went down over yeah. the first couple of years. Yeah, didn't he strike out like his first eleven abs or something like that? I mean, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it was something crazy. But that, through experience, that's going to come down. I think he's vital. The long term future, I think everybody can agree, looks good. It's just the short term what what we're talking about here, and that's this year. Getting it done this year. 414-799-1250. Let's get to your reaction here. Five zip. Brewers uh, sweep the Rockies, and uh, they're going to be in first place with one additional win in this Cubs series. They may not have to win a game in this Cubs series to have a taste of first place if the Dodgers win tonight. Um, a taste of first on July 1st. That, that's been the goal here. Get to July 1st and be in first place. All right, let's go to uh, Nate. Nate, you're first up. How valuable is Keston? How important is he now, uh, short-term, meaning this year? Uh, he's very important, um, especially with all with all the injuries that we have this year. And um, um, I just feel like he's very important. We, we, we thought he was a vital piece coming in, and he's even more vital. I feel that it's great that he had a good day today. Um, it's, it was important that he had a good day today. Kind of, I feel that the, that uh, that last uh, that last hit he had that should have been overturned. It looked like he trapped the ball. It looked like he trapped the ball with the uh, with the glove to the mm-hmm. ground. But um, and that was kind of a uh, uh, like a little hiccup in the in the uh, way. But he he had a good day today, and um, he he uh, he has to just continue to stay focused. The the problems I see with Kessin here is when he when he goes to that like that uppercut swing that he that he has mm-hmm. instead of letting the ball instead of uh, him swinging through the zone and having a level bat when he goes to that uppercut swing that he goes to yeah that's when he has his problems and I, I saw a little bit of that the first time he went back went down and came back I saw a little bit of that uh come back with him but this time around it seems like he's still He's staying level, keeping his head on the ball, and keeping the bat in the zone for a longer period of time. And you see what is what is producing home runs and doubles and um and line drives. So yeah, he's he's vital. Um, and then 
sooner or later we can maybe we can get him higher up in the uh yes. higher up in the uh, lineup and that'll take the pressure off of um a lot of a lot of these other players, like you said, with Jackie Bradley Jr., they can play their positions. They can play their uh the the roles that they were meant to play when they first came in. And um and we can and I feel like with our pitching we can we can go as far as our pitching can take us. And then uh, one other thing, that bullpen is looking real good. Um, I know I've been a been a big part of um, the uh, what what, do, what would you do after you trade JP and uh, mm-hmm. Drew Rasmussen for uh, Willie Adams? But they 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 filled it pretty good. Cousins looks good. Um, Santiago um, looks good. Strickland looks pretty good. Um, so as long as those guys can keep it up, um, keep it up and, and produce the way that they've been producing, I know we got to give uh, Cousins and Santiago a little bit more sample size. Sanchez, because, Sanchez, yeah. Oh, Sanchez, my, my fault. Yeah. Uh, due, due to the fact that they're just now coming up, but they look good so far. Um, and Strickland looks like looks like he could be a valuable uh, oh, wow. sixth, fifth inning guy if you need him to. Oh, maybe, maybe even deeper than that. I mean, yeah, let's just, see, let's see about right Strickland. Yep. Yeah, hey, uh, Nate, right let me now. let me ask you this, so we we can get it on tape. Prediction on the Bucks game three tonight. Go. Uh, I, I believe the Bucks uh, come in and take it out. Um, probably not forty points today, but uh, probably ten. Um, probably probably no more than ten. Well, um, give me a score. Um, score one fifteen to one hundred five. There you go. All right, Nate, we'll, we'll talk again. That's for sure. I know that. 799-1250. Uh, how valuable is Keston moving forward? I mean, you cannot forget about this guy. You can't forget about this kid. I mean, this is, it's, it's, it's a, a, a hot streak from getting on his shoulders. When we talk about that with a guy like Christian Yelich, you know, where he can carry a team a little bit, Keston's that guy. Now, has there been some problems with Keston? For sure there has. I mean, there's no question. I mean, he's looked, oof, I felt bad for him for a while there. I think he's starting to get back on track here. I really do. 799-1250. And just so we can get this uh, recorded here, if you want to drop in a uh, Bucks prediction, um, I'll be on for Rami tomorrow. Maybe I'll play those back and see who can hit it right on the button. Evan, do you want to predict a Bucks score tonight? I I have to agree with Nate. I think that the Bucks will get it done, especially if they play even forty percent like they did on Friday night. I I'm gonna say probably in that ten point range. I'm gonna say one twenty one to one fifteen. Bucks average around one twenty this season. Is that right? Uh, offensively, so yeah. that's that's right on pace for that. I'm gonna go you a little bit better than that. Uh, I'm going to go with a 128-106. I think they win You love those blowout scores, don't you? I, I do. Well, they're the far better team. Now, get in Trey Young's grill right away again. Get Defensive intensity, just get at him right away. He's their leader. Knock down the leader, and you'll knock down the team. Uh, let's go to Mike. Mike, you're next on the fan at 414-799-1250. How valuable is Keston moving forward? He's very valuable. 
But I'm going to do something I very seldom do, and that's uh, disagree with the head man here. I think the Brewers, you know, they got so many different pieces coming in. They, you know, I believe they've been telling Hira, you are our guy. We drafted you. We love what you do. We just want you to get it together and get used to it. He's a hitter. You know, uh, the announcer, I think it was the second last at bat, was saying, you know, he's taking what they give him and working with it, you know. If they're pitching him, they pitch him outside, he got a little tied up when they pitched him inside then after that. But he's a hitter. And when he was having his struggles, look at how many times he hit it dead on. You know, he was really smashing the ball, barreling up. And um, I think I think sending him down, and they gave him a vote of confidence, and, and, and he believed in them, and they believed in him. And I think it was a good thing he went down. And we'll see what happens if he continues the way he's going, and I believe he will because, uh, man, they sure could use him. But um, can you imagine this pitching of the Brewers? You know, we're used to a guy coming in, even Suter. You know, Suter would, Suter would come in, and I think, oh, my gosh. You know, now here they go to floodgates. But these guys are they're on fire, and they all are feeding off the other guy's performance. It's great, but yeah. everybody, all the Milwaukee fans, Two years ago, things were looking pretty good, and I was thinking, let's smell the roses because you never know what can happen. All, All right, what's your Bucks? What's your Bucks score? What's your prediction on the Bucks I game? I kind of like what uh, that Nate said. Uh, I think uh, uh, I think I think they're going to win by uh, 15 at least, as long as they don't go clanking up threes. <laughs> You don't want to give me a score just to see okay. if you can hit it on the nuts or what? No, I would say uh, 118 to uh, 105. There you go. All right. Thank you, Mike. All right. Uh, thank you. 414-799-1250. Um, it may turn out that the, the, the trips, plural, to Nashville for Keston Hira was the best thing for him. I'm just telling you I wouldn't have done that. So, you know, again, I, I, Evan, I know this may shock you, but it's possible for me to be wrong. What? I know. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it. I just would not have done it. Not when I'm looking at the batting averages of his teammates. And then he's the one you pick on. I, I never agreed with that. But did it turn out to be the right move or moves? It's looking like that. It does look like that. So I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. It may have been the best thing for him. But I also think some things happen for a reason. And the Vogelback injury, again, I, I said this concept the other day when he was called up in Arizona. And that is sometimes a player, this, this mental makeup of these players, sometimes they want to be needed. Now it's time. They, the, the, with Vogelback's injury, think about it from Keston's perspective. Man, they really need me right now. They they actually truly need me. They're not going to send me on a trip to Nashville once a month. And just, eh, you know, you're young, you'll figure it out, and we'll bring you back, maybe you can get on a roll. No, they actually need him right now. A first-place team in Major League ba- Baseball 
needs that dude. And maybe that that has helped. 799-1250. Brewers get a victory today. Five zip. They sweep the Colorado Rockies and now uh, remain in first place. If they win one more or a Cub loss tonight, they will remain in first place all the way until July 1st. Talking about Keston here, a two for four, a double, a uh, home run, three RBIs. And, uh, I mean, I, I could not be happier for Keston Hira. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse, presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Five-zip Brewers get the victory here in game three of this three-game set. They sweep the Rockies, and you got to feel good about that. All told, you have to feel good about Milwaukee sports over this weekend. They can seal the deal in a 5-0 and weekend. One of the bigger weekends, when you think about it, in Wisconsin sports. I don't, I don't think that's a, an overstatement here. I really don't. A couple of wins from the Bucks to take a 2-1 lead. That would be sweet. Uh, with the win tonight, Brewers on a roll to sweep the uh, Rockies. And that, that would be uh, one of the better ones I remember. I will say that. Uh, 799-1250. We'll get to Keston here, and that's what we're talking about. Two for four today. Knocked in three, a double, a two-run double, a home run, and a pivotal part of this game. And it's even more pivotal and important and significant because the uh, the tack on runs allowed Williams to sit down, allowed not to go to Hader in this one, not to go to box. You've got a full arsenal heading into this three-game set against the Cubs and also taking your predictions on the Bucks hawks game two. If you want to give a specific number, do it because, I don't know, maybe, maybe you'll get lucky and hit it right on the head. Uh, let's go to Beer Count Kenny. Kenny, you're a, a focus of conversation here a little bit. I will say that. You know why, right? First of all, <laughs> let's get to the business. Uh, hear me? Go ahead. I know why, because in full disclosure, I'm the one that was the Keston Hira see you later guy. And so with that being the case, you, you finally actually, knowing this team, just made the most prolific statement prior to going to commercial. Okay. And that is Vogelbach got hurt. Remember, he was only supposed to go down for 10 days. Okay. Now it's six weeks. As a player, you realize when they bring you back up, and it was a fabulous thing when they put Hira down because the fact of the matter is, I truly believe, Council said, we've just about got our infield solidified and Vogelbach's our first baseman. You haven't been able to do it, Keston. We've given you every opportunity. Yeah, you may have barreled the ball up, and you may have done all these other things well in terms of making great contact, but it didn't turn into hits. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, Vogelbach was their guy until he got hurt. Now, what's going to happen? Keston here can determine what's going to happen going forward. He's had two really good games. And I, I hope this kid can continue to live up to the P word, potential. He's got all the potential. We know that. But you know in this game, it's about today. It's not about tomorrow, and it's not about what happened two years ago. With that being said, there is great opportunity here for Hira to continue to develop his craft, 
and move things forward and be the Brewers' starting first baseman. And leave Vogelback on the, coming off the bench or a spot start, yes. Correct. So, <clears throat> you know, your other callers didn't even touch on it, the other two, and I haven't heard anybody else even talk about it. As a player myself, when I knew I was in a starting lineup, my whole mindset was different. And that's huge to a player. When you know you're going to be the everyday guy, all the pressure comes off you. Now you can go back and you can play your game because you're not pressing anymore. Correct me if I'm wrong. But that's how it goes. When you have that opportunity to uh, perfect your craft and get in there and do what you got to do, the ball starts to look like a beach ball instead of a golf ball. And it makes things 10 times easier. You relax, you play better defense. The guy next to you realizes, hey, you know, until Wong got, uh, you know, wasn't in a lineup. He, here, when you know who you're next to, when you know where you're at in a lineup, and I don't go for all this moving guys up and down in the lineup daily and all that nonsense, but keep him where he's comfortable right now. Just let him keep working on what he's doing best. What the Brewers are doing best right now is playing every aspect of the game phenomenally meaning pitching how about yesterday with jace peter the bunt i mean mm-hmm. you have to see things where they're, they're they're not just limited to what they're doing council i give him a ton of credit because I, I was not a big council fan but he's starting to really mature as a manager because he's doing things that he he wouldn't do normally, so that's no just doubt. the way it is. No doubt. Yeah. He said on the flagship uh, earlier today in, in pregame that, uh, yeah, we're bunting a little bit more than we have in the past, and even in the extra frames, they're they're looking at that aspect. All right, what's your Bucks prediction tonight, game three? Bucks 131 and Atlanta 89. Oh, yeah, nice. 50-point, <laughs> yep. 40-point so, blowout again. I, I think right. I think they're rolling right now, Tim, and I think they're going to keep rolling. I, I think they, they cool. found the weakness, and that is just to continue to rotate the ball, work it down inside, and beat them inside. You're bigger than them. Go, go play out, perimeter out defense, and you'll them. beat them easy. Yep. Yes, out physical Correct. them, hit your outside shot, and, and you're gonna you're gonna win this series. All right, Kenny, yeah. uh, keep them counting. All right, All right, we'll see you. Take care, Tim. Seven nine nine twelve fifty two Valders, and we say hello to is it Ryan? No, this is Brian. Uh, Brian. I, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I talked to you a number of weeks ago. If you you bet. Remember, uh, I was the guy that basically said to like a previous caller that that uh, you know. I think we need to send Keston down, you know, and 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 uh, I think there's a reason for Keston sending Keston down. I think they they feel like, in comparison to the other players on the team, that that Keston has the more upside than most of the other ones. You look at like even Volkbach and and JBJ; you, those guys weren't going to be sent down at their age, but they had a lot invested in Keston, you know. And and I am I am so happy to see him back, um, and I and I really hope that this is what kind of you know, takes him takes him off here, but I think your previous caller hit it too. You know, with having Vogelback go down, and now, now he is the guy. I think that's obviously going to help Keston, but he is so valuable to this team. You know, we we need Keston so bad, and and it's not and, just but, like you're adding this middle of the road kind of kind of you know two fifty two sixty guy, a little singles hitter, maybe gets on base draws. No, you're looking at some thump here out of Keston here. You're looking at. You know, if you go back to his rookie season in in that year, I mean that's a prorated pace, and I know a lot of people have problems with with that. 
but it's a prorated pace of like 35 to 40 home run guy a year and knocking in 80 to 100 a season. I mean, that, that, that is, you know, really, um, you pop him into this lineup with all the other guys doing what they do. You're going to see some good outcomes for sure. So what do you have on the Bucks Hawks tonight? Uh, I think the Bucks are going to go 118, 104. Uh, I think the Bucks are. I don't. I don't want to say you're going to put a stake in the, in the Hawks just yet. I think the Hawks you're going to see them come back and maybe get another win in the series. I hope it's in Atlanta. It should be either this game or even game game four. But I think the Bucks win tonight. But uh, the Bucks are playing well, and I think that they kind of sent the message in game two. And I hopefully we can get there. But yeah. one more one, one more thing, uh, Tim, if I could, I would just. In your estimation, in your estimation with the trade deadline coming up, what what place or what do you think the Brewers need to what what spot do you think they need to really add to? And I, I think I, I I respect you wholeheartedly. I think I'm pretty much dead on with you. But I just want your opinion as what you think they need going forward. Okay, good question, and and that's uh, going to be discussed here. And you know, a little over thirty days is the trade deadline, so that that conversation will intensify. You're asking me now. I think they need a bullpen arm and a good one, and a guy that. Uh, did you see Bickford last night? Do you realize this, Evan? I didn't realize this. Phil Bickford for the Dodgers. He's got like a three point two ERA and fourteen appearances. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not realize that. Um, now I'm not saying it's him, but I'm I'm just saying that uh, a, a a legit a Hunter Strickland type. Now they uh, they're they're taking a shot with with Strickland, but a guy like that, a pedigree guy, a former closer. They've got Boxberger in there. A Hunter was uh, brought in, but a guy like that. Additionally, um. Wouldn't be such a horrible thing to grab a corner infielder, a corner bat. Maybe a versatile guy that can go first or third that puts Urias, Urias uh, all the way around the diamond where, wherever you can fit him in. Uh, younger player, but Urias has been, has been coming through here. Um, he's been okay, but I would say that a corner, a corner bat, and then a reliever. I, I want that game shortened up with these pitchers. If, if I got to rank them, as bad as this offense has been, if I still have to rank the two needs, and those are both my needs, I'm putting that reliever up up top. I want this game shortened. Not just for now, not just for a, a game tomorrow, not just for a game next week, for a game in the postseason when you have Woody, Burns, Peralta, and company going six and two-thirds of one-run ball or two-run ball or scoreless baseball, and then you drop a hammer on them and that's that bullpen we know that box has been been doing great we know that Suter can can do his job if it's a little bit of a shorter start you're not going to go to Brent Suter in the third inning typically most times you wouldn't that's a Trevor Richards kind of area but when you get to the late innings you can drop a hammer on them and I, I think it's good I think the bullpen's good maybe even great a little bit but man just give me one more out there uh, let's see here. Let's go to Roger. Roger, you're next on the fan. You know, uh, I always feel more comfortable in having an opinion when it coincides with yours, Tim. Uh, and that, I never thought that sending down uh, Keston was the right move. 
for exactly what you stated, but I actually thought your question was somewhat rhetorical in that, I mean, when if a team is restricted by a salary cap or being small market, who else do we have other than relying on Keston and Christian? I don't see us competing for a pennant without those two players. So it's like we're either going to win with them, but certainly lose uh, without them performing at at least a level close to what we've been used to. So I'd have to ask, you know, uh, (laughs) we have no choice but to put faith in those two. And to to whatever extent luck has to do with it, yeah, those two got to come through because of the level uh, they can play at. Yep, there's no question, and I think it does come internally. I, I don't know if you're going to be able to get it done in terms of acquiring a bat. Roger, you got a prediction on the Bucks? Uh Well, I mean, I respect both teams. i I'll be honest, 107-105 Atlanta. Just keep it close, and they'll either win this one or the next one. Okay, fair enough. 107-105 Atlanta. All right, you want to get a little Bucks prediction in? You can do so. Uh, you want to comment on a five-zip Brewers victory? You can do so. Also, 80s weekend over the weekend. Molitor Bobble giveaway today. Uh, JS Online did a uh, the best uh, uh, Brewers lineup of the decade of the 80s. We're going to have that for you coming up. That, that, that right there, 70s and 80s, my wheelhouse as a kid. Um, but, man, I, I go through this lineup, and, man, they were, they were good. <laughs> they were really good. It's a shame. They didn't get a World Series title. Uh, 799-1250, we're going to hear from Craig Council coming up. But right now, we've been talking about him. We had a big day today. And I won't say that there's pressure on Keston Hira, but, man, they need him. Here's Keston after a good day today. Keston, what are your takeaways from your your first, you know, your bats in these first handful of games back? Yeah, I'm actually really surprised. Or not surprised, uh, pleasantly surprised with my bats because – it was more so um, wanting to work on things down there and then being able to, to transfer to here because obviously, um, you know, things quick and go faster and uh, the game speeds up. And um, obviously after the, the first stint, um, it wasn't much success there. So I, I was very glad that, you know, all that hard work, um, those two weeks I put in uh, in AAA kind of really um, transferred over to here. Um, and then, but at the same time, uh, I'm really glad. I'm really glad to be able to put myself in that position to succeed. So I was very happy overall with you know, the first four games. Why do you think? Just the human nature is to, to want immediate feedback and immediate success. How much of that first homer the other day allow you to kind of breathe a little bit easier maybe, or did it take some pressure off your shoulders and to see that immediate success and then continue to build off of it? Well, yeah, obviously, you know, when you see a ball go over the fence, it always feels good. Uh, for me, though, um, I'm just trying to be consistent with every single at-bat, every single game, and uh, build off of that. So to be able to carry it over to the next day, the next day, the next day, and just be able to put quality at-bats up at there, um, that's what I'm really, really trying to work on. Um, you know, especially right now. So uh, I was very happy with all my bats today. 
Um, you know, yesterday, I think it was a little bit of a tough matchup for me with, um, you know, a guy that's you know, pretty quick to the plate and, you know, throws pretty hard with movement. So uh, just it's a game of adjustments. And, uh, you know, I was working on that, you know, those adjustments today and uh, was able to put together a spare bets. You hit really well in both stints in Nashville. It didn't seem to translate the first time back. Why do you think it's translating now when it didn't necessarily do so the first? Yeah, I've told people that, you know, that first stint, um, you know, the numbers were good. Um, you know, I was able to bear a lot of balls and um, you know, make a lot of good contact. But for me, it, it wasn't I wasn't feeling as comfortable as I normally am or normally as I am in the box um, as before. So the second stint, it was more so. Um, I was able to be satisfied whether I got out or um, got a hit or uh, or whatnot. Um, you know, taking pitch by pitch. You know, reading um, you know, how they're pitching to me, um, making better swing decisions. Um, those were all the things that you know. The second stint, I was able to kind of uh, feel a lot better and and then get that comfort back in the box. So um, I think that was a huge difference between that first and second stint. Hey, Keston, that the home run, that, the pitch was a high fastball, and that was a pitch that had given you some some trouble this year, especially and and last year. How how what kind of sign is that for you? Like, how do you view that the success to, the success today, and then just on that pitch in general, like the last week or so? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I know that's you know how a lot of pitchers are going to be pitching me. Um, did that last year and doing that this year, and um, you know those are strikes and uh, you know, there's times where, you know, I need to be swinging at it. There's times I shouldn't be swinging at it. Um, so, I mean, I think being able to pick and choose, um, you know, which balls to attack and then make those adjustments, uh, you know, to get on top of those balls. Um, I know I can hit them. You know, I've done it before. Um, it's just a matter of being able to, to be consistent with it and kind of understand, you know, what they're trying to do, but also at the same time, um, you know, picking and choosing which ones uh, I want to swing at. So, uh, you know, there's three strikes and, you know, if they throw three dotted fastballs up top, then you got to tip your cap at the same time. Um, you know, the non-pires are calling this the high strike a lot more as well. So um, you got to be able to adjust to that and, uh, and get on top of it. Hey, Keston, on the field, the series coming up is a pretty big one because you and the Cubs are right there. But with the fact that this place is, is back to 100 percent and you're going to have the rivalry games, is this going to be the closest that things are going to kind of feel to normalcy in, in a year and a half? Yeah, I mean, we're all excited to have fans back, and especially just in time for the Cup Series. Um, we all know the importance of uh, you know these games, um, not only division, but also uh, bragging rights. Um, so I think definitely um, you know, having those fans back and hopefully you know they, they pack out those uh, seats. So uh, we're really, really looking forward to those games. And, um, yeah, no, I mean, we all know that's going to be competitive nine innings um, every single day. So uh, we're excited about it. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, on the fan. There you just heard from Keston here. Uh, he had a nice day today, two for four, a double, a uh, home run, three knocked in, ABC Audio Video play of the game. I mean, it turned out to be the game-winning hit. It was in the third inning, but it was off the bat of Keston Hira. Then. Guys can 
tinker with things. Look at Freddie Peralta and his slider and the evolution of that, that over the last two years. That would take a lot of time to try and develop and get the confidence from your coaching staff to go out there and say, hey, I'm going to do this. Here's Keston here with a blast to left. It's gone. 1-0 Milwaukee on a rocket hit by Keston Hero. There it was on Valley Sports Wisconsin. Jeff Levering on the call there as the Brewers get a five-zip victory. Uh, Keston Hero went on to uh, uh, knock in a couple of more with a uh, rocket gapper double. And the Brewers, again, sweep the Colorado Rockies to go to their high watermark 12 games over 500 first place. And you now this close to being in first place on, on July 1st. And that is always always a good thing the numbers bear that out june 1st is kind of a benchmark but july 1st maybe even a little bit of a better benchmark craig council we're going to hear from him you guys want to comment on this game the brewer situation keston Hira, or make a bucks prediction game three bucks down in atlanta uh in the eastern conference finals you can do so 799-1250 it's the pella windows and doors of wisconsin post game show driven by the legendary great lakes dragway here on the fan What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Well, they get it done today, a five-zip victory in game three of the three-game set, and they uh, sweep the Colorado Rockies. Brewers have won seven of their last eight games, and you, know, you look back to uh, why is it just seven of eight, and you look back to the uh, first couple of games in uh, Denver against these same Rockies, but you also look prior to that, that's one uh, little agitator that keeps rearing its ugly head to me. And that's that three-game sweep by the Cincinnati Reds in Milwaukee. Doesn't that bug you, Evan? I look back at that sweep right there, and I go, are you kidding me? That did that did occur. It does seem really out of place, doesn't it? They yep. were playing incredible baseball, got swept, and have played incredible baseball since. And then you have a, a few other agitators for me, if we're collectively looking at this first half. One would be you have Woody and Burns going in Kansas City in a two-game set, and you lose them both. <laughs> that part, oof, okay. Uh, and then you have Woody and Burns going game uh, one and two, games one and two in Denver, and you lose both of those games. So that's baseball, though. That, I will agree with Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich usually has... A, a, a pocket answer for most all of the questions, and that is, well, it's baseball. Well, sometimes it's, we want more than that. We do. Uh, well, we'll get more than that from uh, Craig Council here as the Brewers, again, sweep the Rockies. And uh, they now are at their high watermark, 45 and 33. That's 12 games over 500, two and a half games over Chicago in the National League Central. Now, that half game is pending. That could go to uh, two, back to two with a Cubs victory. It could go to three. It could balloon to three. Now, if it does, Dodgers beat the Cubs tonight. And this is the way I'm, I'm, you know, the goofy side of me looks at this game of baseball, too. Look at that calendar. And, and it's July 1st on Thursday. 
if the Dodgers beat the Cubs tonight, they can do no worse than be in first place on July 1st. Your Milwaukee Brewers here in the 2021 championship season. Let's hear uh, the comments from the Brewers manager and then stick around. I will go over the uh, all 80s Brewer team, the starting rotation, uh, the lineup around the diamond. I'll bring back some memories to you. Here's Craig Council after the Brewers win. Craig, what do you take away? Craig, what do you take away from uh, Keston's first couple of games? You know, short stint, small sample, but what, what do you think could be taken away from his first couple of games back? Well, he's, he's swinging the bat well. Um, I thought the first at bat, the, the home run today, excuse me, was a great example of you know the basically the pitch before was uh, the identical pitch to the pitch he had a home run on, and he made an adjustment at a pitch that. He struggled with, traditionally with a little bit and and uh, put a great swing on it. And then he put two hit two rockets to the opposite field. So um, there's been some very hard contact. Um, you know the damage to the baseball, which is what he's definitely capable of doing. If he's able to maintain this, um, how big a lift could it be for your offense to add another bat? Maybe maybe the Keston of 2019. Yeah, I mean. Don't worry about the Kessler in 2019. I mean, I think we, we need to be – we have – we need offense, of course. We need guys uh, kind of contributing to the circle of, of scoring runs. So, you know, we, we have a player hurt, and we need people to step up. So it, it all helps. Um, he's obviously a player that's capable of big offensive things. And so just got to hopefully – hopefully he's, uh, these, this, these, some of the adjustments that he's made um, are starting to pay off, and he's starting to feel good up there. I think after that second inning jam, Lauer only allowed one more base runner the rest of the way. What changed for him after he was able to work things, work out of things in the second inning there? Well, his cutter was really good uh, today, all day, really. You know, they put some good at bats on. They hit a ton of foul balls that inning, really, um, and just kept kind of wearing them down with foul balls. Um, kind of got the pitcher up at the right time there. Um, but they did a good job that inning. I mean, I, there was how many foul balls that inning had to be more than 10 foul balls that inning deep counts. Um, so I, I don't know if anything changed really just probably kind of started pounding the strike zone pretty good. And the cutter, I thought the cutter was the, was the pitch today and it was really good. Omar credited him with first pitch strikes too. Like what a difference that made for him. Is that a good indication for him? Yeah, I think for everybody, it just, it, it's such a changer in the at bats and, and how they, how they work. Um, and he, you know, he, had, I don't think it was a ground, I don't think he let a ground ball up today. So it was, it was, you know, kind of pop-ups and lazy fly balls. So a couple of balls hard hit hard, but getting ahead changes every at bat. And um, he did a nice job of that as the game went on. Craig, you, uh, when, when Keston gets that, the last hit for some extra runs, it meant you could sit Boxberger and obviously didn't use Williams and Hader. You go into this next series, pretty big series. Um, with a full bullpen, how, how just important was that? Those couple of tack on runs. Yeah, those were huge. I mean, we we the way the bullpen worked after a kind of tough first game to this this series. Um, I think we're in a great spot. You know, Devin and Josh um, with with not didn't do much the last two days. Um, Josh was up a little bit last night, but but it, it was. It couldn't been better, really. And then you know Ryan Weber and Hunter Strickland, uh, Trevor Richards did their jobs. Um, nobody else got up today, so kind of a day off for most of the guys today down there. 
Um, and, and three games into a, the stretch before the break, we're, I, I feel like we're in good shape with those guys and they're ready to go for this ser next series. Craig, do you have any kind of sense as far as uh, Colton goes, his availability moving forward? Yeah, I mean, he was improved today. I, I would say he's doubtful to be in the lineup tomorrow, but we'll see if he might be available tomorrow is, is kind of what we're thinking right now. Um, so it, it's day-to-day -day still. Uh, you know, I'm not ruling him out for this series at all. I, th I think he's a possibility to play in this series. Uh, but um, we're going to give it another – you know, we're at a day right now. So we'll, we'll see how he is tomorrow. If he's improved again tomorrow, and we'll start moving him around. Wow. Okay. That, you know, everything was flying high, the atmosphere, real positive until that from what can you do? Injuries. It's been the year of the injury. There's no question about that. And they've uh, battled their way through most all of these injuries to a 12 over 500 uh, mark and first place here in, in late June. But Colton Wong, uh, probably not going to start tomorrow, game one of a three-game set against the Chicago Cubs. Damn. That hurts, Evan Heffelfinger. That hurts. You you want the fire starter up there at the top, don't you? Yeah, but I feel like it's just par for the course at this point. <laughs> That's true. We, sh we shouldn't be uh, super surprised at some of this stuff. All right, uh, 80s weekend at uh, American Family Field and uh, the likes of Gorman Thomas and Cecil Cooper in the house of uh, and JS Online, and I uh, just tucked these away for these uh, shows here, had the, the all-decade team of the 80s. I'll have that for you in a second. I want to get Todd in here and be the last caller that uh, we have room for today. Uh, Todd Keston's value here, there's your bat, and it comes from within, right? Oh, yes, absolutely, Timmy. Uh, howdy, boys, to start off. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, and, and you know, I, I really thought uh, – I thought they ruined the kid when they uh, they bounced him from uh, from second to first and and then up and down and up and down, and I thought they really messed with his head. And I, I agree with you, Timmy. You know, maybe they should have uh, – well, obviously, you know, would have, could have, should have, but – He's playing really well right now, uh, um, and, and not sending him down. I would uh, I would agree with you um, with that. And, and just uh, another point that I, you know I've been thinking about. It's been really nagging me. And, and um, with the training staff, if you look at all our injuries, they're all relative to one another. They're all they're all hamstrings. They're quads, yeah, it's all soft tissue. Weak. Yeah. Yeah. So what? What goes on with that? I, I don't, but that's that's up all around baseball this year, Todd. I will say that. Okay, and then uh, um, and another comment with the Bucks, boy. I think they're going to win, but it would be, uh, boy, I, I might go against the grain with this one. Unfortunately, I think uh, ugh, I hate saying it, but I think the Hawks uh, might beat them one hundred three, one hundred seven. That's kind of my guess. But all yeah. right, very. <laughs> Good. All right, Todd. Thanks. Thanks for the call. I'm just hoping it's a clean sweep of the weekend. Milwaukee Bucks and Milwaukee Brewers. They'd be 5-0 and combined since Friday. That would be sweet. All right, we'll take a look at uh, tomorrow's uh, matchup here. Game one of uh, Cub Brewers series. That's always entertaining. That I, I pretty much lose a couple hours, if not a few days of my life, every time these, these two teams go at it. But it's a lot of fun, that's for sure. All right, 80s weekend. Um, Gorman Thomas was one of my first favorite Brewer players. 
there were a couple of first favorites there. George Scott, in theory, was like the first first of of my favorite players. And I, I recall in um, the early 70s getting a baseball card. I opened up a pack, Evan, and George Scott of the Milwaukee Brewers was the first card. And it was one of those rare sideways cards. They didn't do that too much uh, back then. But once in a while, you, ha- you had one. But the fact that I got it and it was the top card was just amazing. George Scott, obviously, was a 70s guy. But then it uh, morphed into Gorman Thomas. Had all my Gorman Thomas uh, baseball cards, late 70s, all stacked into the area. And then number 19 came around and slowly started formulating this. So, yeah, he's taken over. He's my favorite player. There there were three. There's also a a favorite player I had. uh, His name is Tim Johnson. I don't know. I was a dumb kid, just thought, oh, there's a brewer named Tim. (laughs) I get to – he's going to be one of my favorites now. That's why I like Evan Longoria to this day. There you go. And that's just weird kind of nutty kid stuff, right? Uh, And what was really kind of fluky is that they traded my Tim, Tim Johnson, for – a Tim Nordbrook straight up. So you minus a Tim, add a Tim. So I, I kind of like Nordbrook, but he wasn't all that good. Uh, but I, I think uh, you, you get to your favorite players, and, and it's typically when the team is good. And the late 70s, early 80s teams uh, for this uh, Milwaukee Brewers organization, they were good. They, they were really good. They're, you take a look, if you've got extra time and you're a little bored once in a while, go look at the win-loss record of the late 70s as well as the early 80s. Uh, teams here, I, I think you'll be surprised. You, you kind of wish you had expanded playoffs back then because uh, that, that may have made the difference. And they may have had a World Series title uh, had that been implemented back then. But, okay, so uh, they have the uh, weekend of the 80s. And uh, Cecil Cooper's in-house, in and Gorman Thomas is in-house, and Jimmy Gantner is in-house. JS Online did the best uh, lineup of uh, all of these decades here, and obviously we'll move forward with the 90s and the 2000s, the 210s, as they, as they call it. All 80s team for the Brewers. Catcher, best lineup. That's Ted Simmons, number 23. I met him a few times as a kid, a younger guy, I guess. Seemed to be uh, one of those, uh, just just a baseball dude. That's, that's who Ted Simmons was. At first base is the aforementioned Cecil Cooper, number 15. What a great guy, although he did stiff me on an autograph when I was a kid, too, once. I, yeah, I didn't like that. Him and Benji were walking out. Got no time, kid. Got no time. That's what I heard. Isn't that sad when they do that? I still remember that. I feel like it's such a hard position to be in. As weird as it sounds to say, it's so hard to be kind of like a celebrity like that, where you want to support your fans, but you also probably don't have time half the time. No doubt. It's a good point, because as I look back on that, it's like it happened yesterday, I remember what they were wearing. They were coming out. Uh, after a ball game, and the Brewers players parked uh, at County Stadium just right across from where the players exit, just right across the turnstiles, the the Brewers' offices there. And uh, it looked, now that I look back on it, it looked like they were going out. (laughs) 
they were going out on the town because they were they were dressed uh, pretty damn sharp. That's for sure. Second base, the aforementioned Jimmy Gantner. It's it's weird, guys. I'm I'm certainly uh, in a lucky situation uh, to do what I do for a living around Brewers baseball. But I'm I'm gonna tell you something. When you get one of your childhood heroes that you approached when you were a kid and you asked them for an autograph and you want to talk to them because they're, wow, they're just bigger than life. And they approach, we approach them. You, you spin things around, you know, a, a, a good many decades later and, and Jim Gantner approaches me to say hello. It's just the, the coolest thing ever. It's such a privilege and a pleasure and I'm not kidding you, to be in that situation, I would have never thought that a guy like Jim Gantner would tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, Tim, how's it going? Just crazy how that is. But he's the uh, 80s uh, second base starter. Third base, obviously, Paul Molitor, number four, a Hall of Famer. Enough said there. Shortstop, you know who he is. The kid, number 19. Out in left field, Benji. Ben Ogilvy comes over, uh, had some time with the Detroit Tigers, and it was just polarizing. He really was, both uh, both with the glove and the bat. And he, he was one of those guys that allowed the Brewers to have a, an absolute stacked offensive lineup. I mean, you get a guy like Ben Ogilvy batting fifth or sixth, I'd say you're in pretty good shape. Uh, center field, Gorman Thomas, same deal. Gorman says hello to me. It's just crazy how that is. It's just, it's just really super crazy. Gorman, he'll tell you stories. He's going to, and he'll, a lot of these stories cannot be on the air, but he's going to tell you stories about mm, some late nights or let's say early mornings when, when they had a game the next day. They'd come rolling in at, uh, I won't even say what time. I'll let, I'll let him if he wants to expand on that. Uh, right field, this surprised me a little bit. Rob Deere out there, number 45. Uh, sort, of a, uh, sort of a guy that, uh, you know, big uh, home run hitting, bigger dude. I mean, that does fit well in Milwaukee, that's for sure. But Rob Deere, the right fielder of the all-decade of the 80s team. D.H., and I, I remember at County Stadium, they would play that song, We're in the Money, when Don Money came up. Good old number seven, Don Money. Uh, starters, uh, starting rotation, Teddy Higuera in the 80s, Pete Vukovic, Mike Caldwell, Moose Haas, and Chris Bazio. The closer, Raleigh Fingers, the Hall of Famer. Uh, the player of the decade, well, they have it listed as co-players of the decade of the 80s. Molitor and Yount, there's your Batman and Robin, and there's your all-80s decade team. That's pretty cool that the Brewers are theme, have these theme weekends going. That's uh, pretty impressive. All right, we'll check out tomorrow's uh, matchup. Game one, Brewers and Cubs, and again, Dodgers and Cubs uh, later on. As uh, you want that thing to go about 15 innings, a rain delay inside, and they use every pitcher available to them. And they got to make 17 roster moves during the plane ride that lands at like 8.30 tomorrow morning into Milwaukee. Yeah, wishful thinking. We'll be back here on The Fan. What's on tap for the crew? 
What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, you turn the page. It's another series, and this one a big one. Three games set against the Chicago Cubs at American Family Field. And I was just talking to Evan during the break here. Evan, you, you, you bring up a good point. And, and as much as I want to, to own first place on July 1st, I, I think just for whatever reason, that's been in my, in, in, in my head for a while. Um, you've got your front three guys going, and I think anytime you had that, you made that comment, right? That you you should, or at least expect, or at least want, right? Well, you're going up against maybe your biggest rival, and you have your at home your three best starting pitchers going. You could not have asked for a better setup for this. I, I know uh, Colton's hurt. You would like him to be a hundred percent for this, but as it goes, pitching wise, you couldn't ask for anything better. Josh no. Hader's well rested. And you have your three dogs going. You have to take this series. I think otherwise a lot of Brewers fans are going to start getting antsy, myself included. And the schedule on getaway day for the Chicago Cubs uh, kind of bit them a little bit. I mean, there's no way, no, no matter what, how quickly this game goes, Dodgers-Cubs tonight, there's no way that plan, that Cub uh, flight lands at Mitchell prior to 4 a.m., I cannot I mean, believe think that, about that baseball let that happen. That not only did they go out west for a four-game series, and that's it, but that they have to play Sunday night baseball and then travel immediately to Milwaukee to play wow. a game that night. That's, I mean, it, what, it's a, about a four-hour flight? Well, with the jet stream, I, I suppose a little under four. Uh, but you add two hours on the on the clock here with the time change. I mean, the in, in theory, if it's a long game, if it's one of those four-and-a-half-hour jobs... Which it will be because it's an ESPN game. Yeah, but ESPN, don't they start... Are they in play? They're going to... They start they change, at 7, I believe. I Didn't they move that up to 6 this year or, or no? It's possible. I, I think it's still 7 o'clock. Okay. If it indeed is 7, let's say it's a four-hour game, 11 o'clock. That's going to take them an, at least an hour and a half to get out to the airport for the charter. At least an hour and a half, if not two. It is That's six. A, sorry, my fault. Yeah, so it's six o'clock. I thought they had moved that up a little bit. Yeah, you know, I had so this six, buddy seven, that told me it was so, seven. And, you know, now we we, <laughs> now we really need a four-hour game. But, okay, you still got to play the game. You still got to play good baseball, and the Brewers are doing that. They've won seven of their last eight. They're 12 games over 500. they They're in first place. Not much outside of the injuries to gripe too much about. Having a good show today. Had some fun. And go Bucks tonight after the Bucks game. It's right here. We'll meet you back here. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer uh, will be in front of a microphone, hopefully talking about a Bucks victory in game three. Bucks Hawks Eastern Conference Finals, the Pick and Save Basketball postgame show. And uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll see you after the game uh, tomorrow night. Game one, Brewers, Cubs, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by our, our friends at Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove. Thanks to Evan Heffelfinger. My name is Tim Allen. And let's go get a victory tonight and smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.